When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's got a heart of cold. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, Beware the Snowman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. And I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, Beware the Snowman. Listen, Lindsay, we were we were going to take a week off. Yep. Give ourselves a little breakity break. Cause you know the holidays are coming Christmas. up. It's time to like to treat yourself. We're both traveling. We're both traveling. But you know what? That's the thing. If we're traveling, that means y'all are traveling. And what do you need if you're traveling? You need a podcast. You need a podcast. You need a podcast to put in your ears on that plane. Mm-hmm. So we decided we would do a mini, a shorter episode. Yeah, because um, it's going to be our last Goosebumps book for the foreseeable future. Not forever, Mm-mm. foreseeable future. Um, and so we're going out on a solid entry. Yeah. This was suggested to us by someone on Twitter. Um, glad we could, glad we could, uh, what's the phrasing I'm looking for? Happy Unknown. to. Oblige. Oblige. Thank you. I was like. Happy to comply. That is not the phrase. Happy Honored to comply. to comply. Sounds very different. Happy to comply sounds like you are very passive aggressively telling people that they're bossing you around too much. Yeah. Happy to comply. A, happy to comply. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> um, no, we're happy to oblige. Yes. So um, let us begin our, our final Goosebumps Wednesday episode. A certain number of entry in the Goosebumps series by Robert L. Stein. Is his name Robert? Yeah. Robert Leonard Robert Stein. Robert Leonard Stein. Is it really Leonard? Robert L. Ron Hubbard Stein. <laughs> it is really Robert. I know that. I can't remember. Anything else? Uh, this was written in 97. Mm. You know. This is a later Goosebumps. Um, I will go ahead and read the back of the book. Do it, girl. Which is partially covered by the Los Angeles Public Library sticker. Mm. So, so make it up. Enjoy. Jacqueline used to live with her aunt. Grew more. They've moved to a place <laughs> called On the Edge of the Arctic Circle. Jacqueline can't believe she's stuck out in Nowheresville. No movie theaters, no malls, no nothing. Plus, there's something really odd about the village. At night, there are strange howling noises. And in front of every house, there's a snowman, a creepy snowman with a red scarf, a deep scar on his face, and a really evil smile. Okay. You know what? That Not I mean, a bad that tracks. Goosebumps. This wasn't a bad Goosebumps, actually. And I it actually was, liked it. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't too repetitive. No. It had an actual story. The cliffhangers were what they were, but it was never like too much of a fuck you right because like if you guys are familiar with goosebumps you know that stein loves a good fuck you cliffhanger yeah 
where it's like, oh my God, did my nose just fall off my face? Oh, it no, didn't. I sneezed. Yeah. On the next chapter. Fuck like, that. There was one that I was like a little annoyed with and it was a voice that didn't sound like Aunt Greta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, it was Aunt Greta. Was Aunt she Greta. lost her voice. She has a sore throat. And I was like, all right. Ugh, okay. Fine. 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 Um, Otherwise, pretty good entry. Yeah. And goosebumps. I would this say this was a listener recommended one. Yeah, I I would say this wasn't too bad. So basically, Jacqueline DeForest, um, fun name, fun name. Somebody going to the fun Arctic. name. Used to live in Chicago. Fun name, fun oh, name, oh, fun name. What a fun name. What a fun name. Mm, good times. Good times. Um, used to live in Chicago. Uh, her mother, her mother died, died when she was when she like was five. four or five. Yeah, and I assume she's like thirteen in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mom died when she was five. Yeah. And so she lives with Aunt Greta. Oh, she, she's 12. Oh, she's 12. I Great. just saw. Uh, she doesn't know what happened to her dad. Um, she moves. Her, her Aunt Greta says, you know what? It's time for a change. We're going to move to. Uh, what is this place called? It's like. Sticker was covering it. Here, I have a note. A place called Disney's Frozen. Sherpia. Okay, oh, yeah, Sherpia. Sherpia. So, so she moves to Sherpia. Um, and it is very cold there. It's a very small town. Very small, very cold. Very cold. Those creepy snowmen are all over the place. Yes. And she meets a couple of kids, Eli and Rolanda. Yeah. Rolanda's a fun name. Yeah. She, lots of fun names in this fun book. Fun names. Fun name. Uh, they get to talk and they seem to hit it off. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are too obnoxious. No, Eli's got the little bit of the like, I'm a, I'm a stinker of a younger brother, but yeah, nothing like other books. It's, he wasn't it's more a, like he a like, pincher. Basically, he goes up and goes boo. Yeah, to Jacqueline, and that's that's it. Like it. That's it. Um, they make it very clear that they do not think she should go up the mountain, which only makes you want to do it more, of course. So she she walks further into town. I think mm -hmm. she's headed there. Mm -hmm. And she kind comes of gets away from the town and comes across this cabin that's like kind of up on the side of the mountain. Yeah. There's a grizzled bearded man there by the name of Conrad. Mm -hmm. And he has a pet wolf. Mm -hmm. What was the wolf's name? Wolfsbane. That's a good mm -hmm. wolf name. Wolfsbane, the wolf. Conrad and Wolfsbane. Yeah. The thing uh, is, I want to know more about Conrad and Wolfsbane. For sure. The lives of them. Unfortunately, What's we don't really backstory? get We don't get their backstory. Not really. We got a bit of their backstory. But so he's like, get the heck out of here. He's like, don't you know it's rude to break into someone's house? It's real. She does just push that door she open. What are you doing, in. Jacqueline? Well, Jacqueline, what are you doing? Knock. Just knock. Just knock. She like, she comes or, to the window. She's like, thought. hello? If nobody answers, just leave. Turn around. It's not for you. Turn around. We are not for you. So she, yeah, she like, she like goes up the window. She's like, oh, the windows are steamed. So she's like, hello? No answer. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm going to push this door. Oh, the door pushed open. Well, now that it's pushed open, I think I'll go inside. And she gets attacked by a wolf. Mm-hmm. That wolf tackles her to the ground. Yep. And then Conrad drives her away. Yeah, the he's like... kind of like escorts her out of the yeah. premises. <laughs> yeah, it keeps like sh like uh, shepherding her mm -hmm. like where she needs to go. And she's like, like... Fine, I guess I'll leave. And, and she's like... I'm going to go to the top of the mountain. He's like, you can't do that. And she's like, don't tell me what to do. 
<laughs> so then she goes back, howling noises at night, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, so scary. And also the snowmen are so creepy. Oh, also, I thought this book had a good start. Yeah. Like a very good start because it starts with a bit of a creepy poemy thing, which I'm sorry. I'm going to say RL did not miss his calling. He didn't. This verse is bad. It's not good. It's not it good. Doesn't, I kept reading it going, how the fuck am I supposed to say this? It doesn't have any. There's no semblance any of reason or rhyme no. as to the. I don't know the cadence. Sentence. Like, I don't know the cadence. I don't know the pentameter. No. Also, like, it, it, it appears like six times in this book. Yes. And so each time I'm like, nope, never gets any better. So. All right. Give it your best. One. Do you want to lullaby it? I think it's supposed to be a lullaby. The mom used to sing it to her. Oh, how would you suggest? I think lullaby. Like, I think da, you sang it. Da, da, <laughs> da, da. Try, 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 try. Okay. When the snows blow wild and the day grows old, beware the snowman, <laughs> my child. Beware the snowman. He brings the cold. <laughs> <laughs> How'd I do? Beautiful. I got sleepy. I got so sleepy. Good. (laughs) I just woke up. I'll try to say it. It just doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like a verse of anything. So, when the snows blow wild and the day grows old, beware the snowman, my child. Beware the snowman. He brings the cold. That's not a good verse. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I I like the words. It's it's like creepy. I like that it's not a well written. It seems more like the beginning of a story rather than like yeah, than this poem song poem thing. Rhyme. So, so that and then it says, uh, "Why did that rhyme return to me?" It was a rhyme my mother used to whisper to me when I was a little girl. I could almost hear mom's soft voice, a voice I haven't heard since I was five. Beware the snowman; he brings the cold. Good start, Stein. So, she runs away from. Conrad and Wolfsbane mm-hmm. comes back to the town and she's like, runs into her two new friends. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you went up the mountain? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, you yeah. should not do that. And she's like, I gotta go by. She goes home and she's like, hey, Aunt Greta, um, what the fuck are we doing in this town? Yeah, what the fuck? Um, and Aunt Greta's like, I told you it was time for a change. And then... Blah, blah, blah. Rolanda tells her what the deal is, that there's a big old giant snowman who lives at the top of the mountain yeah, and so he's evil. Two sorcerers. Two sorcerers. Man and woman sorcerer. Accidentally created the snowman. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't say. They just say two sorcerers. No, this, they were in love. We do know that. Really? Yeah. This man and woman sorcerer are in love. Okay. They whatever. loved to just fool around and, and make things magical. Mm-hmm. Made a monster. Made the snowman monster, put him in a cave. Don't go out there. Yeah. And, and so they all create these snowmen as to honor it, like to pay tribute. Like, please don't kill us. Here is our offering. <laughs> it is a snowman in your likeness. Yeah, it's very <laughs> weird. Um, so they're like, you need to make one for your house. I love the idea that like they just make up their own superstitious thing. They're like, um, maybe if we make a snowman. Yes. I do love that because no one told them to do that. Yeah. Or maybe Conrad did. No. Nope. So he just, no nope. opportunity. The snowman, yeah, had no, okay. nothing to do with it. So yeah, they're all like, we should just make these snowmen mm-hmm. in the hopes that he will be like, aw, yeah. you know what? Thank you. 
I guess I won't kill you. Yeah. You know, I, 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 wrong foot, right? Yep. <laughs> wrong uh, largest ball of three. Balls. <laughs> what? The bottom part of a snowman. Oh, they don't have feet. I see. I see. <laughs> it was a stretch. It's I okay. get it. You know what? Listen, you throw a bunch okay. at the wall. Hopefully, you know it sticks. It's a numbers game. You ask a hundred <laughs> girls for their number. Mm. Um, pickup artist. Nice. So, so Jacqueline convinces them to distract Conrad while she hightails it up the mountain. Yeah, to see for herself. Even though little Eli has already told her, "Look, I st- I saw the snowman, and mm-hmm. the snowman saw me." Yeah. She goes up there anyway. Sure enough, big old fucking snowman. It's a big snowman. And the big snowman, get this, is like, Jacqueline, I am your father. Yeah, I laughed so hard. This, like, this whole part was hilarious. Yeah. So he's like, I'm your father. Your aunt and mother trapped me as a snowman up here. You need to free me. Yes. <laughs> they brought you back here because they know that the magic only lasts 10 years. And so she's back to keep me in here. Yeah. And, and then and Aunt Greta, Greta shows up. Yep. And she's like, no, no, no. He's a liar. Your mom and dad created a monster. And that's what he is. And he's like, no. Like, no, I swear. Do this for me. He's like, and she you know what you have to do. That she has to say the rest of the, the poem. song yeah. poem thing. Which, here's my question to Yes. You. What could your question possibly be? Why did mom and dad, mm-hmm. if the key to freeing this snowman is to say the second verse yep why did they tell anybody the second verse or sing the second verse why did they introduce her to the song at at all all? the song should never have been a part of the childhood i don't know i don't know anyway they sing that to her so she knows so greta's like aunt greta's like looking for this and holds up she's like you're not gonna get it (laughs) and Jacqueline's a real curious girl. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I get that you're my aunt. And I've lived with you forever. But I just want to see if this snowman's my dad. So I'm going to go ahead and read this rhyme. And she gets it. It like flies out of Aunt Greta's hand, but then flies back into, into Jacqueline's, Jacqueline's hand. hand. So it's when the snows melt and the warm sun is with thee. Beware the snowman. Sorry, Aunt Greta grabs it away, and so then some shit happens, and then she finishes it. When the snows melt and the warm sun is with thee, beware the snowman, for the snowman shall go free. That verse works. Yeah. And um, when the snows melt and the warm sun is with thee, beware the snowman, for the snowman shall go free wow thank you that's beautiful <laughs> i thought i did a great job. edwin was swaying left and right <laughs> we were singing that and, and then so she does it the fu- the thing that made me laugh so yes. fucking hard which is like such a it's such an obvious i was like you dumbass of course <laughs> it's not your fucking dad so not only is it free it like breaks out of his snowman form and turns into like a red scaly monster yeah and he says when she's like i'm gonna say it anyway and he goes thank you daughter yeah. i was like that's not your dad <laughs> that's not your dad that's so fucking fake <laughs> she's like wow me and my dad we're gonna live happily ever after <laughs> you dumbass 
So he, yeah, he's like this scaly, scary monster. And he goes to pick Greta and Jacqueline up and drop them off a cliff. Yeah, and he's but like holding them. The parade of snowmen built come marching up mm-hmm. and beat him back. Yeah. And defeat him. Yeah. They freeze him in the cave like forever. Yeah. And sh- and they're like. Not just behind a wall of ice. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah. And and then so she's like, hey, Greta, did you do this? And she's like, I didn't. And she's like, I told you, bitch. I am not a sorceress. <laughs> and then I told you I can't do magic. I told you it was your mom and dad. You didn't believe me and you freed a monster. And then from like down the hill, you hear like, I did. Yeah. I'm Conrad. I'm Conrad. Big shock. I'm your dad. Yeah. Surprise. I'm your dad. And he's like, listen, I'm sorry that I wasn't there. Like, basically, this snowman was like really intense. Your mom was like, I got to go. Your mom was like, a bitch. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go. did not give two fucks about this town. And he's like, somebody's gotta protect them, so I stayed. It was hard because I missed you, but, like, I had to protect these people from what we did. Yeah. He's um, a good man. Also, I was confused that, like, the kids thought that Conrad worked for the snowman. Like, like they didn't know what his deal was. Like, that was so crazy. Like, why would they think that he works for them? Like, they're like, oh, well, he's, like, protecting the snowman from us. And it's like, then why are you so scared? Then why are you scared? Yeah. Then go and kill the snowman. This book brought up a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. But um, I actually did like the like that the snowman like tried to pull this like I'm your dad shit. So funny. It was so funny. Like and it was like legit funny. It was weird. It was very weird. And, and honestly, I didn't know what it was gonna turn out. No, because I was like, maybe. Like I just be your dad. I was like, I guess it's our dad. <laughs> But then it wasn't. I was like, oh, okay. You're snowman dad. <laughs> but I really liked that the superstitious snowmen that the townspeople built yeah. came back and saved the day. Yeah, because then it actually did end up helping them. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good tie-in. Yeah. Bringing it back. And then it ends with, they're like, oh, we're so happy. Now we're a family again. This is all great. Also, like, okay, <laughs> When Conrad comes back, he's like, I'm your dad. And, or no, no, no he just comes back. He's like, I'm Conrad. Uh-huh. And Greta's like, Conrad? <laughs> Is that you? I thought you lived here. I <laughs> thought you lived in this town. But I'm like, why are you? Okay, all that time that she's spending, like, doing all this unpacking in her house, she needs to skip that and try and find Conrad. Yeah, because she says that's why they moved there. To Yeah. It's like, oh, the change was like, I thought maybe your dad would be here here. still. I feel like she's in love with the dad. She's not telling anybody. I feel like it's one of those things of like. It's like now they're going to be together and raise Jacqueline. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Because they both had white hair. So I was very like, (laughs) oh, they both have white hair. That's interesting. Those people go together. They go together. (laughs) She has long hair that's white in a braid. Yeah. And he has a long white beard. We, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Definitely going to remarry each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, or I guess she's just a maiden aunt. Maiden aunt. She's maiden aunt. Yeah. Oh, she's just waiting. Just waiting for, for the mom Conrad to die. To be ready. Man, That's I thought sad. the mom was going to have died from something related, but like, no. Yeah, I also no. thought like maybe the aunt was running from something, but no. she just like wanted to see where Conrad was. Yeah. She's like, I thought your dad might still be here. Why anyway, now is the question too. I forget. It says at the end 
Wah, wah, wah. I don't understand why did you stay behind at the village when blah, blah, blah. Kind of a long story. Not that long. You say it in a paragraph. <laughs> Excited. Did she for me. say? She doesn't say why now. She just says like, oh, well, we came because I thought you'd be here. Oh, here it is. Jacqueline, she said softly, I moved back here because I thought he might still be here. And yes, I was right. He is here. So I just waited like seven years. Mm-hmm. So your mom was dead for seven years. And then I was like, you know what? I wonder if Conrad is still alive. Maybe she was like, I need to wait until Jacqueline is like old enough to maybe protect herself a little bit because this is going to be a dangerous trip. I guess. Maybe. She was really acting like the giant monster snowman was not factoring in at all. Well, also because she like, like, whatever, it's trapped, whatever. Yeah. And she like wasn't really like, like taking it seriously like she wasn't at no point yeah every time Jacqueline asked about it she was like don't worry about it it's this dumb village superstition right which like it does not behoove her at this point to keep any secrets no like you need to tell Jacqueline like we're trying to find your dad there's like a fucked up snowman situation like we need to go to this town to try and figure this out yeah you're now old enough that you can understand the truth but we didn't get any of that. She was just like, mm, I figured you'd be up here. Yep. All right, Greta. Yeah. Yeah, Greta fucked up. Yeah. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know more about... All right, so when Rolanda's telling the story, she's like, oh, no, years and years and years ago. She makes it sound like it's ancient, ancient. lore. Yeah. That there's totally a snowman agree. up there. But it turns out it was like 12 years ago. What did this town have going for before the situation? I don't know. What is their main trade? What is their import, export? What What is their main source of income? Where is the influx of money? I have no idea. I just got back from like Arrowhead. Is it just like tourism? Skiing. Tourism and people just live there? Didn't even seem like they had like that booming of a tourist situation. No, it seems like nobody wants to go there. They are outside of the Arctic Circle. That's right. And it wasn't even, they said we left America for this Arctic Circle. Yep. So this, but they're also speaking English. so. I mean, I'm going to, is the Arctic Circle a place people live? I think. I think it's a made up place. I think they can. We'll, we'll find out right now. Because it gives no country of origin. Is this like a, are they fairy tales come to life? Why does the one sister have magical abilities? It's like frozen. All right. I Googled, does anyone live in the Arctic Circle? While the Arctic is not very populated, people do live there. It's much more than just hunters and polar bears, you dummy, says Barnett. Just kidding. He doesn't Barnett. say dummy. He just was like, jeez. So there are 15. It says meet 15 people who brave freezing temperatures to live in the Arctic Circle. This is from Business Insider. All right. I don't care. I don't want to meet these people. But there are at least 15 people. Okay. Is what I'm telling you. Negative 50. So she's traipsing around in she the can't snow. She traipses around in negative 50. She's from Chicago. She's like not moving out with her Chicago yeah. fucking parka. She's like got to be in like a bubble, in mm-hmm. like a heated bubble. Yeah. You know those heated bubbles that exist? Mm-hmm. She's got, she needs one of those. And like Did Aunt Greta shoes. set her up with a heated bubble? No. Aunt Greta's not doing anything. It's like snowing. And Aunt Greta makes her sleep in the attic. What is Rolanda and Eli's story? Who are they going to marry? Each other. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Hmm. What's How many the place people are going to school with them? I think there are literally only three kids. 
Because she even said there wouldn't be enough kids to even play basketball with her. Because she was a basketball champ. Remember that? She was like, I'm missing a Chicago yeah. Bulls game. <laughs> My friends are all seeing the Bulls. Yeah. Why didn't Aunt Greta just say, hey, we're going on a vacation? Why, Why live there? moving there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this, those are the basic questions that this book failed to answer. I will say, I I did. It, it is. It my was an enjoyable read so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that this is our our farewell. This to, is our swan goosebumps. song. Yeah, of Goosebumps Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Not that we'll never be covering a Goosebumps again, but um, we were led to believe that the public wanted us to cover Goosebumps. Yeah. It turns out that is not accurate. <laughs> it turns out that is not accurate. We know this because of our numbers. Yeah. These are not popular episodes. Mm-mm. We don't like the books. No. We're not doing it anymore. We're going to go. You can't make right. us. Here's the thing. We started this podcast for a specific reason, and it was to cover like the types of books that you and I would have been reading mm-hmm. in high school. This is below our demographic. Yeah. We knew that going into it. Yeah. I never read Goosebumps. I did. And so but... I didn't even know how little there was to cover. Mm-hmm. Well, just to give you guys some context to how quick of a read this book is, I sat down for a lunch at Fred 52, 62, with Micah, read that book, and finished it when we finished our meals. Yeah, it took me 40 minutes to yeah. read this book. It's a short... It's too short. It's so short. It's one thing if we have a guest... I loved right. having Steven on. I loved yeah. having Mike on. Mm-hmm. You talking to Omar. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. I wasn't <laughs> even you. there for that. You guys covered it. But it is I a little from bit. On, yeah. All Goosebumps books should be you and Omar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can bring Omar on. on the podcast. So you just don't want to read these books. This is, Lindsay, this don't is try my, to not read these books. No, I'm, the tra- I'm taking responsibility. <laughs> these episodes aren't good because of me. Oh my god! I'm gonna say so you're gonna do the martyr thing good. and say we shouldn't do them, or shouldn't we should them do anymore. them with others. Oh my god! No, <laughs> the only fun ones we had a guest or not me. No, we did. We didn't do any other snowman we, of Pasadena, and it fucking sucked. That was our first. Oh, that was episode. me and you. That's right. Oh, because there was nothing to fucking talk about with that book. There's nothing to fucking talk about with this book. I know. I know it, girl. This it's is like, the thing. It's one of those where it's. It's a very good entry, and so we can't rip it apart that much. Exactly. So it's like on the the irony is that because it is good, it does not make for a good episode. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. But kind of the perfect, maybe little mini holiday release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little holiday snack. It's like, hey guys, we hope you enjoyed your Christmas two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, I, I will say I'm glad that we're going to be going back to form and doing the thing that we're passionate about. Yeah. Goosebumps was never something that you and I were passionate this about. This is the problem. Right. It can be more of a like once in a while thing. We can bring Omar back on. Yeah. You will be here we'll dip, as well. We'll dip back into it occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. But I'm not here for it. No. Nope. And right. you guys weren't either. No. And you know what? I'm glad we all You know agree. what? You're right. You're yeah. right. We're people all spoken. Into, we're all in this together. People have spoken through silence. So let's say a fond farewell to Goosebumps Wednesday. A pleasure to know you. Happy December twenty seventh, everyone. 
You know what, Lindsay? We should uh, take a listen to um, some of our voicemails. So we're going to check into part four and then also part five of the grade nine saga. Part four is the end. And then part five is a fun little postscript. Uh, So without further ado, part four of the grade nine saga. Last message in the grade nine story, I promise. So we booted it full sprinted away from these goth kids. We ran as fast as we could go. I, at the time, was, like, the most scared I had been in my life. I genuinely believed that, like, these people were coming to get me because I was casting bad spells and now, like, Satan or dark magic or something wanted me and I was just running from my life from these just four random goth kids. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was the culmination of a year of just believing that witchcraft witchcraft was real and oh I for, I forgot the Anne Rice novels came into it because I I read them and I discovered nihilism and I was like, you know, fuckers, <laughs> power is power, energy is energy, I don't believe in good spirits or bad spirits anymore, and that's why I started casting bad spells. So I thought that that was coming back to haunt me, and that everything bad I had done was just coming to get me in the form of these four goth kids. And then I woke up the next day, realized that I'd bleed in terror from four random goth kids, and completely lost all interest in the hobby of Wicca. Like, I put all my Wicca stuff away, and they never did it again. So that is my spooky, witchcraft, embarrassing, high school, babbling story that took more messages to tell you. Thank you for (laughs) your patience, and I hope it makes it on. Bye. (laughs) It did make it on. Uh, So that was the end. But um, here is the little P.S. to the grade, grade nine saga. I called back. I'm I'm ninth grade story girl. I called back one more time because I said in the story, like, oh, why are you listening to this podcast? And I I meant, like, you should already know this movie because you listen to this (laughs) podcast, because I love this podcast. And I didn't need to phone back to say that. So, um, (laughs) yeah, okay. Um, thanks for listening to my five messages. <laughs> um, bye. I love your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we knew what you meant. <laughs> we knew that you weren't trying to get people to like push stop on the podcast and not listen to it ever again and go watch the craft instead. Um, thank you so, so much for calling in. Really delightful. We appreciate we appreciate you checking in with us and sharing. And I'm sure everybody can understand wanting to give a girl pink eye. So thank you again to Siobhan for sharing, sharing her story. Uh, we did get a follow-up email from her once we started playing it. Um, uh, she said, this was my first time calling into anything. And I started out trying to have podcast voice. And then I talked faster and faster when I realized the messages kept cutting off. And I was leaving more and more messages. I almost hung up out of embarrassment and didn't because the story had to be told. (laughs) Your podcast brings back a ton of those memories for me. And a lot of the books you review had a strong influence on my personality and the things I liked, particularly Christopher Pike, although Anne Rice has had a hand in it too. Glad I could check, call in a story off my bucket list, and here's the epilogue. 
The very next year, I became an avowed atheist who made fun of people for believing in sky fairies, despite believing one year ago in literal sky fairies. (laughs) I grew out of it, though. Being a tiny Bill Maher, I mean, not atheism. Uh, High school. Anyway, thanks again, and keep it creepy. Siobhan, the teenage witch. Siobhan, thank you so much for calling that in. thank you again. You guys, I I love this. And um, yeah, if you want your story told by yourself, (laughs) call in. Call in. This is awesome. Lindsay, to close out this episode. Yeah, we got another really cool thing. Awesome. We got somebody's remix of the Goosebumps TV theme. All right, this is from Dream Reaper, a.k.a. Troy Dirk. Dirka? Mm, these are things I could ask people in an email before I read things. <laughs> so it says, hi, Kelly and Lindsay. My name is Troy Dirk, and I make music as Dream Reaper. It's electro-influenced by 80s horror movie synth scores. Think the Stranger Things soundtrack on steroids. Um, and so he let us know that he unleashed a remix of the Goosebumps TV show theme song. Um, and since this is our very last Goosebumps Wednesday episode, uh, we're going to play it. We're going to have it play us out. Uh-huh. So here we go. Open it up on SoundCloud. You can find him on SoundCloud, Dream Reaper. Here we go. shit is lit check out his soundcloud guys um thank you so much for giving us a heads up about that uh that is dream reaper and that is the goosebumps theme remix um don't worry guys there's not an actual air horn in here that was just my beautiful dulcet tones all right thanks so much for listening we'll see you in the new year we love you all thank you so much for everything you do for us and keep it creepy thanks for listening to teen creeps our artwork is by james mulholland our theme music is by mike carlson find the show on twitter and instagram at teen creeps pod shoot us an email at teen at gmail.com and please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts and to share your teen and at work creep related stories you can leave us a message now at 747-333-6995 for our reading schedule go to teencreepspod.com Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.